Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. <laughs> hey. And Tim Thurber. What up, what up, what up? And this is State of Atlanta. So I've had a few before starting this, so I don't know why the one thing I say at the same time every week is the one thing I can't get right whatsoever at all. <laughs> hard, man. It's hard, right? Apparently so. Uh, so uh, how's everybody doing? How's everybody holding up? I just want to go to work. Right. <laughs> I want to commute. I don't know. Just get out of the office. Get just, of the house. Get, just get in the car and like drive to work and back every day. I thought about just doing a lap around 285, like put the kids in the back and just like go for a drive around. I mean, it wouldn't take. I did consider all. that. Uh, and gas is cheap. Gas is going down. Gas is cheap. Yeah. Uh, other than a couple of trips to the grocery store or some uh, curbside pickup, I have not been driving at all. So I don't know how old our gas is at this point. I'm not sure if that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not for this amount of time. Uh, that's actually one of the big complaints I see about the uh, zombie stuff, whatever, like when they're like siphoning gas from cars two years into the, the thing. They're like, no, it would have evaporated by then. You would have no gas in your car. So right. zombie movies are so like unbelievable. Well, I, um, I, I actually pulled my lawnmower out and it uh, didn't work. And I had to do some small engine repair because uh, I didn't winter anything and uh my gas screwed up my engine so that's good that yeah vaguely related but i had to learn small engine repair i had to replace the carburetor on my on my lawnmower but, but nowadays learning something like that is just pulling up a youtube video and following along with the other guys doing right it was really difficult the first time i, I tried to do it. i actually cut my hand open huh. so. yeah not yeah, when i was trying to troubleshoot it and then when i actually replaced it i sort of knew what i was doing because i had already like took taking the whole thing apart and cut my hand open. So I, I like learned, you know, oh, you like, don't do whatever I did that cut my hand. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Silver lining about this whole thing is you're learning small engine repair. Maybe in the, that, that's right. In the real zombie apocalypse, you can actually uh, be like, be the thing you bring to the table is like, Hey guys, I can repair uh, a lawnmower that we can turn into a zombie slaughter device. That's right. <laughs> Spark air and gas. That's what you need. I spend way too much time thinking about what I would buy in the zombie apocalypse. And that's the reason why I spend so much time is because I haven't figured out exactly what it is yet. So. Well, you've got a safe basement. You do. <laughs> Maybe so. Anyhow, let's get into it. So, uh, <laughs> so I talk, continuing with this whole talk about this whole coronavirus thing, whatever, uh, I'm going at Coro. Okay, why? I, I don't know. That's what I called it once. What? What's, co- what? what's Ro? Coronavirus. Oh. Like you're from the West I gotcha. Side? It's Coro. I don't know. Coro. But uh, uh, one thing I saw some celebrity, uh, had, I think it was Gordon Ramsay, had like tweeted out how like frustrating, how uh, horrible it was being stuck in his house with his kids. And they're like, he's in a $4 million like compound. Like, you know, he's complaining. But I don't care how many zeros are the, at the end of the value of my house. I'll probably be complaining about being stuck in my house with my kid for weeks on end as well. Like, I, I, he gets a pass on that. I don't care. I don't know, man. As, as soon as you can say, like, your kids have a wing of the house, like, like you're done complaining because you just send the kids to their wing. Well, maybe if they're older, but like, you know, like Ryan, you know, with our kids ages, that's not something you can really do. You can't just lock a toddler into a wing of a house and be like, <laughs> you know, I padded the walls all up to four feet up. You should be good. Can't you? Go for you it. Could. He probably, maybe he has someone I could hire to clean up everything afterwards, but no. I'm going to give a pass on that. That's just my, my take on it. 
but I guess I guess on the upside, they said today that New York's like may may have peaked or has plateaued or something. So they're hopeful. Yeah, so it's looking good there. So hopefully, um, an end will be in sight sooner than later. But uh, well, one of the things I noticed in the data, and we'll, we'll, we won't get into stats too much, but um, the uh, the number of cases is rapidly rising in Georgia, but the number of deaths like just isn't the same way. And so I'm like, well, maybe we're just testing more, you know? Right. And that we're getting tests. I saw that there was a CVS in Georgia that is now doing drive-through testing. So yeah. Yeah. Once you get more more testing going on, you're going to get more get more cases, right? But if you have you know people, fewer people dying from it, then you have fewer people dying from it, which is a good thing, right? But, um, so a couple of things are how this is affecting you know sports, uh, both college and pro a little bit. I wanted to talk about before we got into some things that are uh, Georgia State specific. Well, I guess the only thing that's really Georgia State specific right now, like directly, and it's not even that direct is. Uh, the next sport that could possibly get postponed is the Canadian Football League. So our buckle gets his big contract, his big start, and everything. And now he's like, uh, maybe, maybe later this year, maybe next year. I don't know. So feel bad for him. But other than that, there's nothing really directly related to any uh, anything new related to any Georgia State current or former athlete that I think is affected right now. Well, I wonder what his guarantee is because that really starts to matter, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how theirs work. I think uh, I was watching something that um, the way baseball, Major League Baseball works is if the season doesn't start, the league's under no obligation to pay them. Whereas I guess that's different with some other uh, leagues and everything, like NFL or Major League Soccer or whatever. But yeah, so the baseball, we'll, and we'll talk about what Major League Baseball is doing a little bit later on. But um, some of the things I saw, hopefully uh, Canadian football, this thing can get wrapped up enough that Canadian Football League can do something and uh, – there's barely anybody up there anyways, so not that big of a deal. I think there's plenty of people up there now. Oh, eh? Hey. Uh, yeah. I mean, I watched a few of the games last year when he was playing, so they, they do get crowds at the games, but they're just like they all they're all from the same place. So they're probably all gonna get it anyways. Yeah, they all go to the same grocery store. So <laughs> Canada, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they seriously they're they're massively large in in landmass, and they have these little, little place where they have cities and like that's it there's like nothing around it so yeah they could literally quarantine themselves by saying don't leave your city and <laughs> you know like just close off you know the entrance and exits to the city for anything other than you know uh, transferring goods and they could live their lives as normal i think they'd be fine just shut it down yeah yeah that's a, that's and that's um an informed insight on the whole topics of canada i mean that seems totally pretty good. simple right I yeah mean, makes sense to me I'm pretty sure science is on your side. I, I don't know any science that would refute it at all. But uh, just looking at the NCAA as a whole, there's a lot of people posting ideas and opinions and stuff. And when I came up with the idea of doing this podcast, it was not to come up with some like really clever and original ideas of my own to share with the world. <laughs> it was to take those original ideas that others have and poo-poo on them for how stupid they are. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about a few of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess there's there was one thing I thought a 24/7 article came out and they were talking about starting football in the fall but finishing it in the spring. I don't not I don't know what that accomplishes unless it's just avoiding bad weather. Yeah, no, I mean I I think if they have to um, if they have to push it back then it makes a little bit of sense. But uh, we already start in the fall. Yeah, exactly. They, they mean the- like later in the fall. Oh, yeah, what you right. said. 
take off December or something, take off December <clears throat> and January. I, it doesn't make, I don't understand why they would actually just break up the season at all. Well, it could be that they just push it back. Cause like right now it's, it, Tech, oh no! Even... Oh no! That that was at the topic of the article because there are, there are articles where they talk about and the the league has actually said they're considering pushing the start of college football back to the spring of 2021. This article was start in the fall, and then finish in the spring. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, uh, I, I do your balls. I don't, I, don't I don't even know if I read the article or not. I didn't put any notes down on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's I mean it's it's kind of weird we're even giving it airtime. It's such a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, actually, the no one offense, that- man. No offense. I wrote. I put stuff down here. Got to have something to talk about this week. Right? I know. I know. It's been rough. <laughs> uh, and then my favorite of the stupid uh, ideas was, uh, and to give the guy credit or whoever the team of this was, they they put a lot of effort into there, and they basically said eliminating two games from everybody's schedule, and they went through all 130 teams and figured out which two games you could remove. Problem was, it wasn't like removing a home and an away from everybody. Like Georgia State, their plan for us was to lose two home games, and I'm like, right, well, no. But the, but it's not like we were losing the first two games of the season. We were losing, I think, uh, I can't remember. It's Murray Murray State and uh, East Carolina. Yeah, so the first game and like what the fourth or fifth game or something. Yeah, right. Well, so if we can play in week two, like I, so, if you're if we're gonna miss Murray State week one okay well that means we're not cool about everything but if things are good by week two why would you skip any other games if it's okay to have tens of thousands of people in the stands week two why can't you do it in week three four five six of the rest of the season right the stupid thing about having the fall season start and then finish in the spring once you can have a full stadium why would you ever just like say, oh, now, now everything's going fine, but let's just not not do something for a while. Yeah, if you can do it, you can do it. It's right. it's, it's a one and a zero. It's you turn it on or off. But that's why delaying the spring at least makes some kind of sense. All right, we're not comfortable with having tens of thousands of people together, or at least having people traveling or something like that. But to start something and then break it up, that makes no sense to me at all. What's one week going to do delaying the season start realistically? Yeah, it, so if we get to that that Saturday, that uh, September second or first, I think it's a September start this season because everything's pushed back or whatever. But right. we, get that, we get to that Saturday, and they're like, "No, guys, not safe." But next week, next, week, <laughs> totally cool. Seven days later, totally fine. We know that for a fact. I mean, we're gonna know when we're gonna what, what's gonna happen month or two at least ahead of that because I think they're saying July one is like the the drop dead date that we need to know what's happening. I think I, I heard an AD say they needed a month. Yeah, I saw I saw thirty to forty five days. Yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but they're gonna have their season. I'm not. I am not concerned about that. Like with with a lot of the things that dropped off, like March Madness, like they didn't have a lot of time to figure out what the best route was. Uh, and, and I think that like you know NCAA, they have plenty of time to be like thinking of the right options, and and they're gonna. They're going to get their money. So, uh, it's a good point. I hadn't thought about or wasn't going to bring up at all. But uh, since you said it, do you think knowing what we know now, they should have finished March Madness or the right call was to stop it when they did or maybe even sooner? Um, I have no idea what Tim's opinion is. Stop it sooner. They shouldn't have played any of the conference tournaments. How soon do they have stopped? They just like never even play game one of any conference tournaments? Yeah. Yeah. 
Test everybody and don't have a crowd. So I guess uh, my question was going to be, well, what if they, they played the games but did the whole no stands and the no fans in the stands? And and you but you got to test the players too. And if anyone right. comes up positive, then you can't let them play. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. So I mean, but but yes. that would have been the right thing is test all the players and don't let a crowd in. And as soon as you start disqualifying a player for something like this, then that kind of just. All right, so the, now you're going to have a team like, screwed, starting right? five of like a, a one seed. I'll have it. So they're and they've made the tournaments. So now they're playing with backup players, and you have your mid major who's been you know killing it. Uh, yeah, like the yeah. Atlantic Sun win the whole NCAA tournament because they're the only team that stays healthy. That sounds that sounds incredibly exciting. <laughs> it would be interesting, but there would be some really bitter people there. So yeah. Uh, it's like some of the ideas that have come up that I'm like, that would be horrible. And I would love every second of it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So I guess right now the, the current talk is it's come out, at least it's been rumored. The NCAA is talking about uh, potentially moving the season starting in the spring. What do you guys starting think? Starting in the spring. That's a big push. I mean, I, I think, I think this thing's going to blow over. They can start, you know, closer to winter time, like at worst. Yeah, like I don't think they need to push all that far, and there's no reason you can't play football all the way through. Like we do, professionals do it. They they play in the worst time of year already. You know, well, there is one thing that has to be worked out is uh, some stadium schedules. Teams that like like while we used to play in the dome, you know, right. you start moving everything. Well, the dome was committed to not only Falcons football but also other things going on throughout the weeks, and so you, then you start bumping things. And you know, all right, well, we're scheduled to play this team this week do we move it to a Friday or there, there would be a lot of logistics going on about just moving, just pushing things back just even one single week uh, across the league. Um, but the thing about the spring that I find entertaining or interesting is, so I don't know what the NFL is going to do, but let's assume the NFL at worst case delays start by four weeks or something. All right. So the NFL finishes up their Super Bowl is in early March. And then, uh, so spring rolls around college football starts Let's assume the XFL pushes their football back until at least closer to the end of college. We could go from January through December and like have a honest got 12 months of either college or professional football playing. And then like, that's just the new normal. I'm all for it. That would be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Laurie would not allow me to be a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if football had 162 games like baseball, you would not be allowed to be a football fan at home. She she was already upset that the the AAF or whatever was was becoming a thing because she was like, I didn't sign up for football during the spring. You know, I'm like, right. oh, well, well, well what, I didn't watch did any they, of those games anyway. So what are you complaining about? I watched so a couple of them. the article you read. Did it talk about how they're going to handle bowls and stuff like that? Or they just no, it was literally just rumor saying that you know sources say you know uh, that NCAA is talking about. Starting the season, I would assume though, if you're doing something that drastic, that you know, maybe you don't, maybe all the bowls don't happen. You do just the the playoffs, maybe some signature bowls or something like that. Uh, May bowls, yeah, I'll be in May. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see, uh, but that would also have a big impact on sports all around. Uh, there is the financial <clears throat> impact because you're delaying revenue big time for a lot of these uh, uh, schools another six months now, basically eight or four months or something like that, uh, which would impact all the other sports the schools do. Cause for the most part, football carries most programs, right. uh, especially the, the blue chips and everything. But, um, 
I don't, and then scheduling as well. So you're now you have your football going on in the spring. How does that impact your basketball and your uh, baseball and all the other sports that were getting ramped up right as this whole thing started this year? And then what happens to 2021 fall football? You know, these kids don't get a full time to recover and get ready for all that or get ready for the draft. It's it'd be a lot going on, but I think it'd be fun. They can handle it. They're young, right? I mean, you get a unique experience. So, uh, but there was speaking of the financial thing, there was a lot of talk about uh, how some schools literally could not recover from this, and there's a potential that some schools could drop to FCS uh, to, to save face and be able to compete. Which I'm like, I get it. This is unprecedented. But if you can't handle a delayed season, whatever, maybe you shouldn't have been FBS in the first place. I mean, that's supposed right. to be the whole differentiation anyway. It's it's it was like <clears throat> the FBS schools were pulling away from the FCS schools, and so they split up because of resources. It's like it's like high school, you know, uh, what five A and four A and all that stuff. And it's about resources and breaking people up so that they're not having to compete at the same level. And so, like, if you can't already, like, ULM has no budget, and they, they can't compete. So, like, maybe they shouldn't. Right. Well, I think it was actually basketball, which is what really created FCS, because they wanted to keep the Division One basketball teams in a competition together. But right. the, the low-tier football programs that were in nowhere competing with the higher tier. So that's why FCS became a thing. That's why you had Division One A and AA, which is right. incredibly confusing FBS and FCS later on yeah and now everybody's like fcs is d2 yeah, right exactly uh but the biggest thing about talking about schools with this financial impact was an interesting article came out about uh, old dominion and how old dominion is really taking a hit already with it with everything they've already dropped men's wrestling as a program as of this week or this past week i guess uh which they've been doing men's wrestling for 63 years they've dropped it as a sport because they can't fund it already or at least they're projected to not, to not be able to, to fund it already. Crazy. Yeah. And they, it was, it was a really cool article about the whole thing. They talked about, you know, they've been, they've lost $2 million a year since the, the under joining the C oh, under conference USA, I guess with football, uh, conference USA is even paying less. Uh, they can't continue, continue to support 17 sports and 16 sports are required for FBS uh, eligibility, which is a rule that I had no idea existed. Um, and their president or AD, I'm not sure which one it was. I think it was a president actually had the quote conference membership decisions need to be made. So like they may want to leave conference USA and obviously they may have to. Yeah. Because, because with conference USA's footprint being as large as it is across the country, they say they, uh, I guess it's conference USA is Dallas based and they go as far as El Paso. Uh, that it's the travel expenses are way too high for Conference USA. Really, that only option means that they would move to Sunbelt. I was going to say, I think a couple of years ago, I would have said, let's make a trade with us. But uh, I don't even want to go to Conference USA anymore. No, but I I do think that Old Dominion moving to Sunbelt would be a good thing for the Sunbelt. Yeah, maybe like um, switch switch like Texas State and, and them or something. Well, I don't. I don't think you drop any members unless Monroe just decides that they can't play football anymore. Well, just happen. to keep the numbers even, though. Right. Well, I mean, uh, um, American doesn't have even numbers, and that's not an issue. That's so, true. Uh, they even got a waiver for uh, a championship game with only eleven members. So, 
for now. Yeah, but but I'm saying but, so. But this is Old Dominion is just one example. So if Old Dominion is having this kind of problem, and they their budget, their revenue, it's more than they would be the highest revenue in the conference in Sunbelt if they moved. I think right. we're at like 44 million. I think they're at uh, 50 ish, or so they they were like six million ahead of us, uh, and we're the and we're the top in the Sunbelt as it is. So um, if that's affecting them. There's a lot of schools that could be looking, making this similar decisions. And yeah. honestly, I'm okay with some schools dropping down to FCS. There's probably too many schools in FBS as it is. You look yeah. at Sunbelt, how many schools are, have become FBS within the past five years? And I know that we're one of those. Or is it five no. years? Um, I know we're one of them, but. Yeah, I think it was 125 for a long time. And right now it's 130. So right. number of schools. Yeah, it went down when a UAB had to drop out for a year. <laughs> for Yeah. <laughs> Do we even count that? Yeah, what a what a mess that was. And then already made it to even one thirty, but uh, yeah. So I, there could be, depending on how long this goes, there could be a big conference realignment that's unexpected. I don't think you're, you're seeing like your Power Fives probably won't have any issues, but the G Fives may have a lot of mix and match and things going on. Yeah, maybe they'll get the uh, massive realignment that everyone on the CSN BBS wants. Or oh yeah. Or maybe it ends up being that final breakaway that separates P5s from G5s, and we have some separation of, of not division, but like yeah, D1 back, back to one A, double A, and triple A or something. Like that. <clears throat> yeah, you, right. so you have, you have D1 FBS, uh, P5, D1 <laughs> P. Uh, it's it's yeah, hard yeah. for me to even do D1 nope. FBS G5. <laughs> They'll just come up with completely new names so yeah, everyone gets football, everything confused further. FBCS, FBS, and FCS. Football Bowl Championship yeah. Series, which because they're the only ones that play. All those teams are the only ones that legit have a shot to play in the Football Bowl Championship. Right. And then it would be the G5s and the Football Bowl subdivision. And then you've got your Football Championship subdivision, meaning that we would be the only ones without an actual championship. Yeah. Which means they do end up having one of those and got to change the names. And it would be really crappy because, like, like you don't even get the super marquee games that pull people in, you know? Right. right. So, like, it's just not that exciting. Well, I guess it would be the uh, the big players would, would play the G5 schools and not play the FCS schools. And then the G5s would play the FCS schools. And uh, so the, the G5s would be playing both sides of the coin type thing. But you would not have a P5 playing an FCS whatsoever, which I think is, like, what, Big 10, Big 12? One of them, has, has the, the conference has said – they're not going to schedule it with the FCS at all any longer. Yeah. So, so do we have to like pay the FCS teams like the P5 uh, teams play? We already do. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're already paying them. But oh, we pay them that kind of P5. Oh. oh God, but no. Murray State's getting a check from us. Yeah, that's probably like what, like around four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. I'd be guessing. Well, you know, it probably. Like, one of the things they say is, you know, we've got to play the, uh, the P5, you know, money game to be able to pay for the rest of the season. Well, how about mm-hmm. we stop paying a team $500,000 to play Alabama and we just figure out a way to manage the money that way and do home and homes with uh, teams that are slightly better than us that we could possibly be to win. Seal yeah, we, we say that, but like, um, it's funny because we, we always try to find our way to get to that big, like, we're going to get clobbered game. Like we're always excited to go to that game too, it as fans. Like yeah, but so we were playing Alabama this season, we, we, and we've all three talked about going to that game. But 
we've this is our third time playing them. I, I'd like to go because it's been a while, but I'd right. love to go to a, a different school. But I, I also don't want to fly and travel for a lot of these games. So it's no, it's, it's, I don't want to. I don't want to travel. But like Clemson was great. You know, I loved going there, and uh, Alabama has been great. Auburn will be a fun one when that comes up in a few weeks. We have Auburn on the schedule, right? We do, yeah. That sounds familiar. That's easy. That's super easy, right? That's like three hours. Yeah, that's a, like, it's a day trip. We, I did it for basketball. Yeah. Well, a school bus, a school shuttle bus. But yeah, still did it. I, I wasn't driving at all. It's like Troy, but I've still never been to Troy, right? Correct, so. yeah. And, and as of right now, I don't think I want to go to Troy. They seem to own our number quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's could be a shakeout, even if everything plays according to plan. It sounds like there could be some shakeup. What goes on uh, with uh, all these schools, and maybe it's one of those things where some of these schools realize we don't want to be living on this fine line. That you know, we could be messed up if something else happens on this scale again. And they say, you know, let's let's reassess and say, uh, let's find a conference that is more regionally uh, lucrative for us. And maybe that means a. a, a dissolving of conference USA and Sunbelt where schools just all back out and decide to move in together and, and do something that's more regional, uh, regional advantage for everybody. Uh, which I think is not a bad idea either. No, I think it's like totally makes a lot of sense and is terrifying. Yep. <laughs> well, it's, it's, terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying because you don't know where we come out on the end. No, I know right. it's ter- it's terrifying because of how reasonable it is. You know, like that is a giant shakeup that is totally possible. <laughs> and it'd be one of those things that it would be like one of those uh, Braves deals, like where you have no idea they're leaving the city until like you wake up the next morning and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we've dissolved all these college conferences and these teams are moving divisions and all our classifications and everything. And like, what the hell? How's this been going on? For so long, yeah, long we get left with like FIU, Texas State, like this really weird conference where everything's spread out and then we're in the middle. That's well, that, the thing in Atlanta, though, right? Is we are in the middle, so uh, we become, a, regardless of our quality of play, we become attractive because if if people are realigning because they want to find a place that's easy to get to, we're easy to get to from anywhere in the world. Right. You know, anywhere in the country. You know, even if it is a, a team playing out in Texas, it's it's a flight that comes – you can t- t- have your players get off the train at the airport and go to the hotel. I mean, you don't have to have a lot of travel expense when it yep. comes to sure. Atlanta. So uh, hopefully we come out on the end. But that comes down to our trust in the, the leadership. But Hopefully none of this has to happen and everyone just stays put. I want a little bit to happen, though. I want you a do. little something. I mean, I want – well, yeah, because we want to move up. We okay. do. We want to move up, and if we're going to move up, we need to have other people either move down or have something else shake out. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to see additions to Power 5 conferences no. uh, happening in any way unless there's some realignment of Power 5 conferences. And I just – I don't see that happening outside of – Texas deciding they want to start their own conference and invite whoever they want to be in there to just themselves. Yeah. Invite themselves. There's always talk of them leaving and just doing their own thing because they have bajillions of dollars to do whatever they want to do. I feel like it's not right to get so in depth on realignment without Panthersville on the podcast. <laughs> well, we did it. We did a logo talk last week without him. So yeah. <laughs> true. I say true. But I'm just trusting you. I have no idea. 
We were talking about the Sun Belt logo. <laughs> Wait, you were there. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember talking about Panther Head. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I actually I made a joke about it just now, but I, I, I kind of like the idea of Texas starting their own conference and inviting Georgia State to be part of that conference. What? Yeah. <laughs> I could do a trip to Austin every other year. That'd be fun, right? Would it that be like fun? If like I'm, if I'm not Texas and Texas A&M would, would also be in this? I don't know. Whatever whatever schools Texas wants. I mean, as long as they pick us, I don't care what other schools they, they pick. And just don't pick Southern, obviously. Texas-only conference, except for Georgia State, you can come <laughs> to. <laughs> like, what, what? No, no. The University of Texas, the, 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 the Longhorns, those guys. Yeah. Oh. They, they start their own conference with whoever they want because they're Texas and they can do whatever they want, even though they've been crappy at football for the past several years. All right. They make a billion dollars a year and they're crap. I had a great time in Austin. I would go back exactly. every year. Tim, you got what I was saying, right? Yes. All right, we'll leave Ryan out of this eventually. Well, I just was thinking the whole state of Texas, and like it made sense in my head that like the state of Texas would have their own conference because there's enough schools there. You know, we definitely do. Texas and Florida both have enough schools. Uh, and it'd be it'd be a good conference. Like it'd be, it'd be solid. Yeah, but then Texas State gets moved up into a better conference, and we don't want that to happen. No, exactly. So. It, I mean, so they'd have, what, TCU, Texas A&M, and Texas were the, like the big one. Baylor, is Baylor there, or is Baylor yeah, in Oklahoma? Baylor's in Waco, and then yeah. Uh, SMU. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good con- – that'd be a, definitely a step up for Texas State. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, UTSA as well. Yeah, the Roadrunners. Yeah, but that's they're they're kind of um, you know less than us at this point, right? Yeah, but they handed our asses to us back when we were like, I don't know, three or four years old. What's so. the other one? There's one right on the on the border, right? El Paso. Well, there's um, UTEP. UTEP. Yeah, UTEP. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, then I mean, the Florida's the same way. You know, uh, State, uh, Florida, Miami, FIU, FAU. Um, yeah, isn't there? A, couple of more over there or is that that, that all the fbs <laughs> there's um there, there's a ucf usf yeah. <laughs> right yeah don't don't Those lose them off. national champions ucf pose uh, asterisk, asterisk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. whatever whatever if you feel like you have to add it that's fine uh, so, yeah, well, I, feel, I feel like they're not a national champion like, i can't believe the ncaa even put an asterisk <laughs> in the book about it the this hbcus too when the rules say the winner of the was the the playoff championship is the national champion, then it doesn't matter what any other team does. Yeah, but there's an asterisk, man. Like, yeah, I, know, I, don't I don't know, know what you want. Have some fan service or, or something like that. I don't know. They have a banner, oh. dude. They they bought rings. I've got a banner. I mean, it's there's a no, banner. They have it, like they have letters well, I'm gonna get on a their banner stadium. For the season that says Georgia State national champions just cause. Well, if you can get them to like unveil it from the top stands, then yeah, it's legit. Well, sneak they, they didn't. They didn't just do the, the W, the, the the blue W that they drop when it's light it <laughs> no. blue. We'll just have that go down there and be like Georgia State national champion. <laughs> <laughs> First game of the season, we lose it, and we still do that to Murray State. <laughs> <laughs> UCF went big time though. They, I mean, it wasn't just a banner; it was like the official lettering on the stadium on the mid level, like national champion. Well, you've got to do that. You've got to. I mean, I don't take anything away from what they said or did. It's just. Yeah. I think there's a license plate. Why wouldn't there be? No, I know, and I, I'm, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they gave their uh, their players rings. 
Well, they get rings. I'm sure. Why would no, no, no. But I think they gave them national championship rings. You put whatever you want to put on those rings. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I love it, man. I, I actually legit love it. Like that they just went hard. They were like, nope, we're right. champs. I'm way more okay with them doing all of this, even though I think it's stupid, than I am with uh, Southern Cal when they were claiming uh, a national championship because they went undefeated or whatever the hell they did, but did not make it into the BCS game. And I'm like, <clears throat> you are a member of a conference that agreed that the BCS winner is a national champion. It does not matter what that Associated Press poll says, you're not the national champion. And they were going on their whole thing about how they were co-national championships back with uh, Liner or whoever it was back then. And I'm like, that's that actually is what developed my hate of uh, USC uh, and Pete Carroll and why I really celebrated Matt Liner falling out of the league incredibly quickly. So. All right. Fair that's enough. A, that's pretty deep right there, David. Yeah. Emotional um, person, Tim. <laughs> sure. He's a so, multifaceted so, individual. I'm, I'm a complex individual. Very complex. Um, so in the Sun Belt, obviously we all think we agree ULM would drop out. Is there anyone else in the Sun Belt that you guys think would drop down to SDS? Uh, Southern should. Yeah, Southern. They, I, they I have think. a low – their revenue's low. Yeah. I, mean, I think they realize that they uh, – being a big fish in a small pond is far better than a small fish in a big pond. But I don't know how much of me saying that is just my own natural bias towards them. Coastal shouldn't be FBS either. That's what I was, I was wondering what coastal's uh, budget looks like. Yeah. I think they're the lowest. Oh no. Monroe is the lowest. I think coastal may be the second lowest, but I mean, and honestly, I don't even know their record dictates otherwise, but I don't know if app state should be FBS either. I mean, They've, they've been making the wins, so I can't knock them for yeah. whoever at all, but um, I don't know. It's We're so misplaced in the conference that it's yeah. hard to say anything about that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue with um, with the results up at App State, though. They did it right, whatever they did. Whatever it is, and I, I just have no clue. There, like, I just... there are two books that need to be written about transitioning to FBS. Uh, <laughs> One should be written about Appalachian State, and that is the way you do it. And then another should be written about Georgia State and the way you don't do it. So, <laughs> I mean, really so fast, it, no planning, and you're in. It's, well, it's just there's a there's a coaching tree that comes out of App State now. That I mean, like our coach is, is in that coaching tree. You right. know, like you, you, the people talk about the Saban coaching tree. Our like there's an App State coaching tree. Our athletic director is out of App State, right? I mean, but it, it's spread throughout the FBS, like. The App State has just created this whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Everybody wants to echo their success. And why wouldn't you? I mean, sure. Uh, but I mean, South Alabama did, was, was going uh, along things the same time we were, but at least they came out and said, uh, our intentions are going FBA. <clears throat> I guess they were technically already in the Sun Belt, so they already had their, their invite, basically. Yeah. But, but I don't know. We were in the Colonial, and Colonial said we want everyone that's non-football to just do a study to see if it's viable to have a football program. And we did that, and they said it was. So we're like, all right, we'll do football. But we should have been like we, – we already had a conference. It's not like we want to start football and try to find an FCS conference to be part of. Right. We had a conference. We were guaranteed an FCS spot. So why not say – 
we want to start football and we want to move to FBS as soon as possible and operate in that direction. But from what we've heard, I don't know how much of it's rumors and hearsay or really the truth is that, uh, originally there was no, like even thought of going anything further than SBS, which is such a naive line of thinking in Atlanta, which is in Georgia. Right. I mean, I think, you know, from what I've heard is that we built an FCS roster and Ryan, I mean, you were doing recruiting reporting before, right? So we were building an FCS roster. We weren't going for FBS caliber players at first, right? No, I mean, I I think there was always an intention to go for the best players available. Um, I I never saw anything like, like we didn't go out of our way to spend time on people that we knew we weren't going to get like four stars and things like that. But like, um, I, I, I definitely would say that like, I felt like nobody was like pulling their punches. Well, like Southern was for decades before uh, we had football, they were telling they're recruits that we're, we're, we're two or three years away from going FBS, basically saying, come re- commit to us, come play for us. And before you graduate with, with your, I don't know, like hail bay, bailing, hay bailing degree, whatever the hell degree you get down in Statesboro, uh, you'll have, you know, you'll be in F- on an FBS program playing the big boys. And we never even talked, to, to my knowledge, we never talked to recruits about, hey, the, our intention is FBS. Before you graduate, you'll be in an FBS team. No, but we've been competing with with Georgia Southern s- since the beginning. I mean, like we've we've really been out recruiting them. But the the problem is, is they, you know, because they have the gimmicky offense, they get to recruit um, like athletes at quarterback that nobody else expects they get to recruit undersized offensive linemen to like but even other schools there's plenty of schools that are like advertising that they're or advertising they're recruiting with these promises that were totally far-fetched at the time so so basically they were like shyster used car salesmen well if you could say that but they win fbs so they did eventually but i guess i was really surprised when they moved up i i bought hook line and sinker into what the others were saying uh, then uh, Panama and saying that they, they were never going FBS. I, I bought into that. So when they, when they got it, I was like world devastated, destroyed. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I'm, I'm into the rivalry. So like, do, and I don't, I, I hate that. I even talk about them. I, I but <laughs> I feel like you can't talk about Georgia state right now without uh, talking about those pieces of garbage down South. So I know. And I think that is beneficial to us. It was when we were up on them by two games. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was a That's good true. run for a while, right? I mean, hey, we make it sound it's over, Tim. Come on, man. We got him. I mean, cool. We, now we get, now we have to make another run. That's all. That's right. I mean, starts this year. You just got to do your job, you know. That's all. Because we're playing college football, right? It's happening. Yep. Yeah, it's it's got to do your job. One way or the other. Has to happen. Win. So, talking about uh, how professional sports take a little deviation from all this how professional sports are reacting to uh, the whole Coro uh, day and age is, so the NFL has announced they're doing their draft completely virtual and they're not even allowing coaching staffs to be at the football facility, at the, the team's facilities to do the drafts. All coaches will be at home on their own computers, their own speaker phones, their own whatever, because not all teams have the same type of facilities the handle, the communications, everything. 
So this could be the most entertaining NFL draft in a long time. Is it going to be like? Oh, uh, is it going to be like the XFL draft where they like put up a spreadsheet and they just live stream like an Excel spreadsheet? No, no, like it's making not. there. It's not. So this draft was already going to be awesome because it was going to be when it was going to be done live. It was going to be in Vegas, and they were going to set up a stage in the middle of the water, the Bellagio fountains that do the thing. They were going to set something up over there. And then, Wait, that sounds so safe. Like, that's social distancing to the max, right? I'm on a fucking island. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. And uh, I, I was drinking before the podcast. <laughs> you gotta drink to put your kid to bed, right? Uh, <laughs> make the supplication way easier. Um, but no, so they were going to put uh, uh, the stage out in the middle of the fountain at, at Bellagio, I guess, so the fans could like line uh, the street and everything to watch this. And then the the hotel rooms would be these war rooms. I guess all the uh, teams have war rooms in the hotel. And then you'd have your, your, your players that are expected to go first would all be in some conference room. And they were going to actually get them on a boat to go out to the stage to do their little hang-up, my number one shirt and everything. And I thought that was going to be awesome because you knew some players were going to be jumping in that water, which is going to be awesome. Sure. They, they may have found a way to make the draft even more awesome by doing it virtual because – EA is looking at actually doing an, uh, a virtual, the player walks up there to ho- hang the whole deal up. It'll be like watching a Madden draft. <laughs> so like hit play in a video or something. <laughs> exactly. And you'll see this player walk up and like, yeah, wait, no. when is it? April 23rd or April something. Wow, like that's that. coming right up. Yeah. It's not that. They don't have a lot of time to make all those videos. <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, the, the the IT arena, a lot of that is just slap the skin on a different model and have it do the whole same thing. Just using eight. the paint bucket, right? So fill it with a different color. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say they should do it on a Zoom so I guess someone drop in and start playing porn during the NFL draft. That'd oh, there awesome. you go. <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't happened in our uh, podcast. I, I'm really surprised too. Well, we we've paused it from when people had to use the restroom, and uh, unlike that, that you see that video clip of the office meeting where the woman just picks up her laptop in the middle of her meeting and like goes to the bathroom, bathroom, and, like, sets it down, drops trowel, and it's pointing like right at her. <laughs> Doesn't realize. <laughs> there's another video circulating out there where there's a guy doesn't realize that he's on video. He's not wearing. He's wearing a shirt, but nothing. And he gets up and he starts walking oh, around facing. Like. <laughs> so I guess what, what basically this is, is um, these people have been doing these Zoom conference meetings all the time. Like my company does these Zoom meetings all the time, but we've never right. done video because normally it's like half of us are in the office and the other half are on a conference or phone call, whatever. It was never a big deal. But now that we've been going longer, our company is actually encouraging us to do more video just so people get that interaction, that social interaction time. Yeah. And so people are used to carrying their computer with them to the bathroom or standing up and pacing and not worrying about it. Nope. <laughs> the funny part is watching the other panels when this stuff happens and like seeing the people that have no idea it's happening and find that one person in the background is like <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, I was on a I was on a podcast last week and uh, <clears throat> I, I was asking them, you know, like, you're not going to make me put on pants for this or anything, right? Like, <laughs> of course not. But, you know, none of it was video. So that was good. 
Well, I think the, the joke with uh, all the even the ESPN guys and whatnot is that they're all wearing like, their their nice suits or whatever, and then like just like cargo shorts or gym shorts underneath it. So, yeah, I wear my Georgia State plaid uh, pajama pants most days right now, and uh, you know, even if I'm wearing like a polo up top, I'm usually wearing that down below. I'm wearing jeans right now. It feels really nice to be in like regular clothes, but uh, um, I'm like, I get up and I'm like, ah, uh, is pajama pants, guys? Sorry. Yeah, I've actually gotten to the point where I feel like I need to dress like I'm going to work, or not necessarily as like you know wearing the polo or whatever, but I feel like I need to you know get up in the morning and get that shower done and like put on the clean clothes, not like the the, the crap I was wearing last night before going to bed or something, and just to have that sense of normalcy to me. Yeah, uh, sure. But uh, uh, so that's the NFL. That'll be interesting. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a lot of laughs on that. Uh, major I, I kind of want to watch now because it's going to be virtual. Oh, I'm definitely like, how I'm definitely do watch it. Uh, I'm actually going to do a um, a Zoom video with some of my Falcons friends. Uh, watch it live if you want to hop in on that, Tim. So yeah, definitely. You want to? I mean, it's the only thing sports we're going to be able to watch. Right. Exactly. We're probably be like glued to it, even though it's kind of boring. Yeah, some I always watch the first round of the draft, anyways, right. and sometimes the second round, uh, especially depending on where the Falcons are in the whole thing, but I, uh, I, yeah, I'm watching this one. This is the cool thing that the silver lining about everything is we're witnessing history. We're going to see once in a lifetime type weird reactions to everything. And as right. bad as it sucks, cause it's, it sucks pretty bad as just being able to have these memories and being able to tell the kids or anybody else to ask about it later on, what it was like during these weird times. Hopefully they're weird times. Hopefully we don't do this every few years. Hopefully we don't, we don't do this next year. This isn't seasonal. We're, Ever yeah, again. 2022, we're still trying to get the uh, the 2020 season played. Right. <laughs> we're going to make it up, damn it. Exactly. Uh, so uh, another interesting thing is Major League Baseball apparently has an, uh, announced or it's come out that they are exploring playing all their – they say all their games. At least what I read is all their games. In one month – in Arizona, outside, inside or outside of Phoenix, it can't be all games. Also, with, with no with no fans, no fans. Right, that's like what I read. Games in one month, no fans. Which, for, if I'm stuck at home, I don't. I forget what month they said they would do this in August or something like that. Um, I, I can just put on the TV and just go have baseball games on from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. How <laughs> great would that be? I mean, I know not big baseball fans, but just after so long of not having um, any kind of sports on TV at all, that would be great just to have that kind of just marathon of binge watching baseball. You guys are I not. I think it's a crazy idea. Like, I mean, everyone would have to be quarantined. All the players, all the coaches, That's all exactly. the umpires, all the sports casters. All the video people, like the producers, everyone would have to be quarantined. And, and that's what they're saying. They'll have hotels specific to all the players. Anybody that's a ref, anybody that's working the the, uh, the stands or whatever, or the, the games, whatever, would all be that. They'd all be bussed in. Everyone's going to be uh, tested and quarantined and everything like that. I'm like, all right, then just fly in a reality TV crew. I want to – when the games are over – Go back to the hotels, all the players in the hotel bars, hanging out, drinking. drinking. I, well, yeah, because I, I what I, I did the math on 100. This is why I say they can't play all their games. Teams play 162 games, right? All right. 
you do 162 games in one month, 30, let's say it's 31 days, that's five games a day per team. So there's obviously no way they're playing quintuple headers every single day. But they're playing a lot of games. Maybe it's just the divisional games or, or something. I, I don't know. But these guys, when they're just worn out, like, you know, I've, I've played, you know, eight games in the past four days, and they're at the bar drinking, having a good time. That would be some awesome reality TV, TV watching. This is like, what was it, Ed TV or Truman Show, whatever. We were just like, Truman Show? And yeah. every day of their life. By the way, Ed I don't TV, think anybody in that situation would be allowed to drink. Uh, yes. Like, stop. Stop them from drinking. Yeah. <laughs> be the best part of it. By the way, uh, side note, Ed TV, way better than Truman Show. If you've not seen uh, Ed TV. Uh, is, that, is that Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And, and um, uh, I can't remember the woman's name. Dharma, uh, Greg and Dharma show, Dharma and Greg show. Uh, I can't remember her name, the sitcom girl, a uh, woman. Yeah, anyhow, she's, that's the, and then Woody Harrelson is in it as well. Oh, uh, well, that's always a winner. Yeah, yeah, he plays the the um, the upset brother and everything. But yeah, Ed TV far better than Truman Show. That's one of those movies that I think this is a, this is a Twitter chain going on this week, or maybe it was Facebook. Like, you know, what movies do you scroll through and on the the guide, and is if it's on, you watch it all the way to the end. So that that's your Shawshank Redemption, or your uh, for me any one of Rocky's one through four. Um, uh, that's also one of them is Ed TV. I put that on. I just got to watch it all the way through to the end. It's a great, it's a great, TV, great movie. But I'll check that out. McConaughey movie I like. So I don't understand. Like, what do you mean by flipping through the channels? I, that's not a concept I'm aware of. You may be a millennial, but you're not that young, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's what baseball is talking about. But the best one, the best one, have you heard about the UFC? <clears throat> what, they, what they were looking at doing. They have an island. <laughs> they have bought an island. They are constructing a, a facility in there. And they are going to have their matches. And the earliest one is scheduled for April 18th. So that's 11 days away from when we're recording this, where they're going to test everybody before getting there. It won't be crowds, I don't think. I think it's going to be just the administrative staff, the ref, and the, uh, the fighters. And they're going to have their own island where they can do these pay-per-view UFC matches because they bought an island. And you tell me this economy is going south because of this whole thing. Somebody bought an island. Economy is doing just fine. That seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the fire Festival, kind of. Well, no, it's like uh, they, they they make their money off like pay-per-views, right? Not off of right. uh, attendance. So they, they don't they don't go and have like a large number of people anyway. So. No, no. Well, but they have they have some packed arenas, and they're obviously getting all kinds of booze sales and stuff like that. But yeah, the pay per view is where their their big money's right. being. Yeah, but a lot of that pay per view is done by uh, some bars and restaurants. But that means that those bars and restaurants can't be open right now. So they're gonna make more money. Yeah. So those those 150 people that went to that bar are now all individually buying it. Yeah. So even if there's like, uh, well, they might not even be, but if some fraction of them is, it's yeah, not, not everyone. Not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then even then, you have couples that go together, and so they're not going to do it. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> that's I, my my, my neighbor's big into wrestling, and he was saying that the uh, they they still did WrestleMania or or something, and it was just an empty it was an empty arena. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. I heard yeah. about that. I didn't watch it, but it sounds insane. Well, at this point, I will pretty much watch it. I, I'm scrolling through the, the <laughs> guide. Uh, on my on my Hulu TV, so I'm not I'm not doing like regular 
channel surfing, Ryan, but it is a guide. Uh, they had all kinds of... All right, Boomer. <laughs> yep. Uh, all kinds of sports on there. And I haven't brought myself there because it's like, this is the women's basketball championship from 2015. And I'm like... Don't do it. Uh, no. Don't do it, David. Don't do no, it. I haven't gotten that far. I did put on the 2019 Cornhole Championship for a while. But that's because I watched it back in 2019 and I just wanted to relive the memory. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. You ever watched um, Cornhole Championships on ESPN? They're, they're absolutely not. They're I watched it. No, I'm not saying like, you know, turn on for the full four hours, but put on at least two or three hours of it. Jesus. It's fantastic. Put it on there. And these guys are like serious. And they, the cool thing is they have college teams. Like this, I saw like University of Florida play University of Michigan in cornhole. It's do do they come out to music or anything or? or Oh yeah, the full spread. It's like it's like a NASCAR. They have like their basic bowling shirts with uh or NASCAR like work work shirts with all the logos, all the sponsors and everything. It's do they have themes? Are they like do they come out? Is it like WWE? You know, or they have like a not exactly. Oh well, it should it should be. I mean, like I don't understand. Wow. I mean, cornhole is that exciting of a sport. It deserves it, you know? It feels like a missed opportunity is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> right now, they're probably looking into it. <laughs> right. Um, I, I think for last call, we should um, talk about some of the things that we're like, maybe we're binging. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do that. We don't need to do it now, but last call. I know, it's fine, it's fine. I'm Actually, with you on the cornhole, though. I watch it. You do watch? I, I watch it. I've watched, I'll watch like 30 minutes of it, 45 minutes. I feel like, like whenever I turn it on, it's always like the end of like a championship round or like an advancement round. And so like I get like the last several throws. I'm really into it. And then they, as they transition into the next players, there's just all this commentary on their stuff. And I'm kind of like, oh, I just wanted to see people throw bags into holes. Like, like I, I end up changing the channel. And then Ed TV's on or Shawshank Redemption. Or Rocky and you get three, and I'm like, all right. The good thing about Rocky, well, I guess Rocky four, you can watch Rocky four in 45 minutes. That's maybe just like over, right. all time. What if, I mean, what about uh, Apollo? Do you watch that? Is that or Creed? Yeah, no. But I'm just when the, the whole trend was what movies that are just on like regular broadcasts all the time that if you see it, and a lot of people were saying Star Wars. I'm like, no, because I own all the Star Wars, so I would just go watch it without com- commercial interruption whatever but for whatever reason i own all the rocky movies but if rocky one through four are on and i see it yep you're it on no, no no but i mean like the newer ones yeah right? I, know, that, I, get what, I get what you're saying i get what you're can saying you watch those are they the same they're they're great they're great okay all right it hasn't been a thing where it's come up where creed one or two was just on tbs it's like it always comes out that i flip the channels and it's the tail end of rocky two and i'm like well, that's on <laughs> And that finishes like, well, Rocky three, got to watch that one. <laughs> Clever Lang, my favorite A-team member. Oh. You're on an island. God, man. I need social interaction so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk to me. It's, it's not about social distancing. It's about social interaction. I walked, like- out, I walked outside today and my neighbor was out front and I like went over and I just started talking. I like stood on his lawn. I started talking to him. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you if you wanted any company, but like, I, I just, I'm, I'm so lonely. <laughs> well, it was the, the first week that we did this, uh, on the, the video chatting of everything for the, for the podcast, uh, we had a great time. It was good. And then, Ryan, you signed off because it was getting pretty late. And then uh, Tim and I ended up just staying up for like three or four more hours, like just talking to each other, just like and drinking and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I killed that 30 pack that night that I bought that day. 
And nice. uh, it was it was just one of those kind of things. Like, you know, I've been around, I love my wife, love my kids, been around them for the past two weeks. And uh, just craving that just social interaction, which is just missing from your, from your daily lives. Like, Ryan, you say go to work, which I agree with, but it's also just getting out and doing something else, doing something different than looking at these same four walls. Like uh, what, my, what my wife has said was once this all is over and done with, she wants to ship the kids up to the grandparents in New York and then let me go and do whatever I want, wherever I want. And she's <laughs> like, she doesn't really want to leave the house. She wants to stay on the couch. She's like, she just wants time away from everybody. It's like, I'll just lay on the couch and nap or I'll go sew and craft or it doesn't matter. I want to be around no one for a week. That's that's uh that's Laurie. She's an introvert, and everybody's like, "Oh, you must love this." And she's like, "No, I'm stuck in the house with people." <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw her post on Facebook about the whole thing. She's kind of like, you would think this would be like an introvert's like you know wet dream, basically. And she's like, "Not if you live with people." <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I'm I having to you... learn because I'm 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 the type of person even at work where like I don't send an email or like a Slack message if if they're in the same office I walk over and I say something to them mm-hmm. and so like I'm in the same house so I generally will go up to her and say something to her and she's like leave me alone it's during the day <laughs> yeah like just send me a Facebook message and I'm like all right that's just not my style and she's like I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's well, there's like this is my alone time please yeah. just message me. The question is going to be like the real question. I think what's going to be for this for our country or world, whatever, is nine months from now. What do we have more of, babies or divorces? There is already, um, I think, some stats about um, and not not even all that funny, but like domestic abuse and stuff like that. You know? Oh, that's not that funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not funny at all, Ryan. <laughs> well, we were all laughing. So I, I felt like it was a weird transition. I have seen a rise in like the, the domestic uh, abuse, like, you know, just the call for help, like, no, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that, that sucks to be in that, but that's obviously the worst posi- uh, position to be in. When you can't leave. Oh, my right, especially right now. Well, so. All right. Uh, we're, we're straying into last call territory, but we still got a lot that I want to talk about that actually is Georgia state specifically related. All right, let's do it. All right, uh, we've so on to football. Favorite subject. I think I forgot to bring this up last week, but uh, we would have had the spring game on this past Friday. Friday. So uh, big bummer there. I'm missing on that. Missing out on a tailgate and a chance to re- reconnect with other fans. Um, we talked about it. We should do like a virtual tailgate. You know, maybe not at. Uh, we record at nine, right? So maybe not that. But let's. Uh, Let's get some people together maybe late late afternoon during the week and do a tailgate. Yeah, or maybe on a weekend or something like that when people are a little bit more relaxed and things. We can try to figure it out and do something. Yeah. Or get a few people on here and just uh, have a few drinks, eat a burger or something like that. And we can just, watch Upset uh, together. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch the Upset. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. There was a cool tweet that came out. On, I think it was on Friday. Uh, the band doing their social distancing playing of the fight song and uh i'm pretty sure the vi- the audio was just the recording of the fight song but they sure. had they had uh, a large number of the band members uh had submitted videos of them uh a flutist playing his part or you know a tuba 
person playing their part and everything and trumpet and everything. They combine the whole thing together and, uh, and all of them are in their Georgia state stuff. A lot of them with Georgia state stuff in the background. It was a pretty cool little video and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. I, um, made up a little bit for having to miss out on hearing the band out there at the, um, spring game. So, but, yep. uh, and then Caesars Palace has put out their predictions for the Sunbelt win-loss totals, or not win-loss totals, but over-unders, I guess. Uh, and I'm actually kind of okay with ours. They're predicting uh, five and a half wins, Georgia State. I think they're going to lose some money. Yeah. Right. I, I would. I would take the over. Yeah, I'll take. Our rebuilding over. year was last year. This That's year right. Should be six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, so we are losing. You know. Dan Ellington, who is definitely in the conversation for best quarterback uh, in school history, in our short history. But I still think I don't know, man. I'm, we Bo Schlechter was pretty <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. <And> kicking, <laughs> he was a good kicker. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no. And actually, they have Jordan Southern right there with us at five and a half uh, as the over under. And of course, wow. I was looking at the CSN board, um, Tim, and um, yeah, uh, meltdown. So What's that? Meltdown mode. Yeah, I, I always, I always go there looking for uh, horrible content to talk about, and uh, of course they're saying like you know, pick Southern for the over and pick Georgia State for the way, way under. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but App State picked at ten wins. I, I didn't look at their schedule at all, but that's it's a pretty bodacious uh, prediction. I was uh, one thing that I get out of that is that um, Caesars thinks that we're going to have ten games, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're ten games, not twelve games. They're gonna have us do ten games. At least, at least ten games. Yeah, I. Uh, no, I just I felt like that's actually a pretty. I don't want to say a, a bold or a prediction, but typically we're in the <laughs> four and under range for uh, win predictions. You know, like preseason. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially with losing a quarterback and a star running back, so. Yeah, we're we keeping a, a lot of everyone else. We have a yeah. quarterback from South Carolina coming. We're good. Well, yeah, uh, Calisandro. Michael. Cornerback? Quarterback. 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 We have a quarterback from where? South Carolina. Which where our team comes from because we have the Chanel. entire team. Coach. All the coaches, all the players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's coming in and then, uh, there's still Cornelius Brown and there's, uh, the guy from Vanderbilt. So the yeah. is, is up there, but I, don't know, I thought it was pretty cool. I'll take it. Uh, I think they had Louisiana at 10 as well on predictions over under, which I would take the under on that one, but it seems like a easy bet. I probably, probably take the under on app state too. 10 is, a, um, I mean, that's, that's, um, I might go start gambling. These, these sound like good odds. Well, you can get a flight to Vegas for pretty dirt cheap right now. From what I oh, know. can I not just email that in? No, no, no. There's there's laws about that. All the casinos are closed right now, too. So how do you gamble? Well, you can bet online. There's like... Oh. Wait, wait. I can do it online, but I have to fly there? Uh, well, there's there's betting online, but I haven't figured out how to do it yet because I'm not... Oh, very okay. smart. I was going to say, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make sure I'm flying out to Vegas. Yeah, there you go. Um. I do have a friend that lives in Vegas. You gotta go to YouTube to get that content. (laughs) I have a friend in Vegas if we want to gamble. Nice. 
I actually, actually, I got a buddy out there as well. I didn't think about that. Um, so Ben put out uh, a poll on Panther Talk about like you know whether we thought we would uh, the prediction was like you know high or low or whatever. And so of course Panther Talk is like eighty percent think we win more than five and a half games, which sounds about right. That's like perfect offseason content. I mean, but he put the same poll on Twitter. And so it's effectively 50-50, but actually us going under was the tiebreaker there. And I'm like, that's just all the Southern trolls jumping in and voting. Yeah. Probably share. Yeah, they all follow Ben. So oh, I mean, that's that's the thing is, is Ben is very effective at, at riling up the Georgia Southern fans. And I, I bet I would bet like half of his followers are, are Georgia Southern fans. He literally made one article before the season started, the first season started, and they all know his name and they all just want to talk crap about him. Yeah. And they bring up that article every single time. Yeah. What was the claim he made that they're all upset about? I forget. That um, the Southern would never schedule us because they were scared of us. Right. Yes. That was not smart. I think uh, uh, they didn't. They did. We've only played them because we're in the same conference. Conference play. That's right. Uh, yeah. So well, we, we need to get Ben on here and talk about his, uh, his affiliation with uh, those uh, trolls of Southern. I just voted. <laughs> it's 50-50 now. Is it literally 50? I think it was 50.5 to 49.5 when I looked at it earlier today. 50-50. Ten hours left, folks. Vote oh, yeah. now. Ten hours. I, I, most of our listeners that will after be- you listen to this, go backwards in time <laughs> and vote. Most of them are probably in bed asleep right now. Won't be listening to this for another eight hours. But yeah, go do that. Most likely. Uh, then another thing that was good, uh, piggybacking onto the, uh, well, actually it's not Packers, it's actually Georgia State. Georgia State posted their top five plays in Georgia State's uh, football <clears throat> history. Uh, did you guys watch those clips? You guys keep track of what the, those plays were at all? Right. No, but it's gotta clips. be, it's gotta be Albert with the run back, right? Nope. What? What? No losses were included in there. Yeah. Wait, but There's a play isn't a loss. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you, Ryan. I think that's definitely one of the best plays in school history. But easily, uh, but wild. There was no games that we lost that were included in here, and there's one that's a a far stretch. I would say for a best play because you know, 26 yard field goals are just not that impressive. <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, We'll go through the order in which they post them out there. Uh, one is the, is the first touchdown, the uh, the Paris Lee touch, r- rushing touchdown. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I think if we're talking about the, the past 10 years and that includes our first game ever, yes. The first touchdown in a school that started in 1913, their first ever touchdown, yeah. I'll give it to them. That's definitely one of the best plays in, in school history. Uh, the cool thing was with all of these, they got – uh, one of the players involved to come out there and actually do a little description of like calling, like recalling the play. And that so, is cool. So That's they had, Par- they had Paris um, Lee uh, a video on video and he got up there and I thought it was great. He was like, he's like, he ran in, he fell down, but he didn't know what the call was. And he looked behind him. He saw Drew Little and Drew Little's arms are up in the, the touchdown pose. And he's like, I had no idea if I'd made it or not. He's like, and then I heard the dome erupt 
and he knew nice. the, the officials had called the touchdown. And they have obviously there's video of the whole thing, and he's running around happy, and uh, he's pretty proud of being the first touchdown ever in school history, which I think was pretty cool. Uh, I got I got to say on NCAA that when we had that uh, the EA Sports football game, I have scored a lot of touchdowns with Paris Lee. Hey, he's a great running back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one, of the, one of the things that did strike me that annoyed me, because I want to bring up that we had then, but I haven't seen a lot of lately, and I'm very happy about that. And I just want to bring it up. <clears throat> they they show him do the touchdown. They pan the, the crowd there. We had those, I guess they're called thunder sticks, those inflatable sticks. I hate those things. It's my least favorite noisemaker in a sporting environment. Wait, wait, wait. Beyond Vavuzelas? I literally have Vuvuzela's in my notes here, and my <laughs> note says, "You're right, Vuvuzela's worse." But, <laughs> but uh, those thundersticks—they drive me crazy. I don't know if this—they're terrible. Yeah, that, I don't that know fad's died, right? Down I mean, that fad's over. It, right? I don't think so. The, no? that, whatever the thing is, I used to have a Georgia Force, the arena football team. I used to have season tickets to them. They played at Phillips Arena. We had a player go there. Oh, do we? And oh, wow. I forget his name. They they used to have those thunder sticks at every game. I did not get I did not renew season tickets because I was sick of hearing thunder sticks at games. It was Is so that the cool. is that the Gwinnett Arena? Yeah, are they even still there? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't heard of Arena football in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, nearby. But uh yeah, uh so Paris Lee, he, he's in there, which deservedly so. Uh the second one they posted was um the play that secured they, – they listed as the play that secured our first bowl win. It was um, a trick play. Um, ended up being a, a, a Connor Manning pass to Roger Carter. It was a, a double reverse flea flicker thing. Yeah. Um, 42 yards. They say, they say it was the play that secured the win, but the score was 13-10. The final score was 27-17. So it put us up, put us up by, by, uh, by 10 points but both teams scored a touchdown after that. So it's not like it was really the, the was this Western Western Kentucky in Orlando? Is that, that was our first, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It was curable. Yeah. Man, I, mean, I just, yeah. I just have no recollection of that game whatsoever. I was, I have, I have a lot of recollection of it because I was in Chattanooga. Ooh. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's wrong and, with you? Uh, I have kids. It's a recurring theme here. You'll find out that uh, my life is ruined by having kids. Uh, so we had, my sister lives in Chattanooga and I'm not sure if you're familiar, familiar, they have this thing called the Chattanooga choo-choo and they do. Yeah. for Christmas they do this Chattanooga choo-choo ride that goes to the North pole very quickly, by the way. And, uh, so we did that with the kid. I think that was the first year we did it. And so I go after the, um, do that. I'm going to go do lunch with my sister and her boyfriend. And I'm like, all right, uh, where are we going? It's like, what do you want to eat? Do you want to eat Chinese? Do you want to eat? I'm like, yeah, I want to eat Chinese and Chattanooga. That's exactly what I want. I'm like, take me to a place that has the most number of TVs possible. I want to go have this game on. So I can watch it. It's like, all right. It's like, well, it's either this bar or this bar. I'm like, all right. Which one has the most TVs? We'll go to this bar. I'm like, all right. So we go there, we get there, and they've got a few TVs. It's not bad. I'm like, all right, I want to go to a place where I can get this Georgia State game on on the TV, like, all right, so it's at a table. TV is broken over our table, and there's not one in view. 
So I've got my phone streaming the game. I'm watching us win, whatever. That other bar that she said, this one or that one, we walked past it on the way back to the car or whatever we did afterwards. Place of TVs in every corner of the walls had TVs. I'm like, she went to Tennessee. She doesn't know what it's like to watch a winning team. <laughs> you can say that. Yeah, you can. I was um I was just totally wasted. I I took the the uh, bus from you did, the, you did the the shuttle with the, the yeah I took the bus from the parking lot at the at Georgia State Stadium and all all the way there and and slept most of the morning because it was just really early in the morning when we left and then uh, I brought I brought some some nice cheese some stinky cheese and crackers <laughs> and uh and and so a, a bunch of beer and other people brought liquor and stuff and we just got wasted on that bus man. <laughs> those bus trips for games are awesome I, I was talking about earlier i went to the auburn basketball game on the bus trip at georgia state and we had the yeah the, the cooler full of um of booze and like every two or three minutes someone's just shouting out shots and after your eighth or ninth you just kind of go along with it yep i was obliterated yeah. uh manning was talking about that play that uh <clears throat> um, play for the bowl win Said he, well. First of all, he referred to us as Panther Nation, and I, I, we're supposed to be Panther family. Isn't that what the agreed terminology is? There's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. Nation, I agree with we're you. Fine. Yeah, we're fine. it doesn't matter. Uh, but he, he did say that when he lined up, they didn't, they've been they've run that play several times throughout the entire season, and they lined up and he saw the defense, and he knew like we're going to get this touchdown. It just it's just going to happen. He knew it. Quarterbacks all. always say that. Yeah. Afterwards, man, that was a good time. That game, I hate that I that, missed the game. The tailgating, I mean, I feel like the tailgating in the first game that we lost there was better. So I, ta- I tailgated that game with, with all you I, guys. Wasn't, I was not at the Western Kentucky game, so that's why the tailgate was so bad. Sure. Yeah, so the first one was San Jose State, right? Correct. Yeah, which I yeah. call San Diego State every single time. <laughs> Yeah, not that good. No. Yeah, no. Uh, the third one they posted was the obligatory post, the Will Lutz 26-yard field goal to beat Abilene Christian 38-37 to for our only win of the season. Nick Arbuckle's first game. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a great play because it saved us from having an 0-12 season. Another Another 0-12 season? Yeah. I, I mean, and, the, and sil- the silence on the podcast has to has to speak volumes. And to, Were we trying to find like a Will Lutz play? That's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it was. It was them trying to find a way to pay homage to Will Lutz, which I totally get. And Will Lutz is the one that they interview or has him like give a couple minutes about the whole thing. But this was... Abilene Christian had trans transitioned to FCS that season. This is their first game playing as an FCS program, which they were probably under probation anyways, because it was so new. I get it, but come on. Is there not another Will Lutz moment you could find? So um, he did it, say it was his favorite memory of playing for Georgia State. I, I get it. I mean, kicking game winning field goal. Fantastic. But, Pick something he's gotta, else. He's got to have kicked others. I mean, I know he wasn't like as good for us as he has been in his professional career, but like, there's got to be other 
Will Lutz plays, right? Yeah, I don't know if any were just like game winners or just like big. I, I don't know, but um, he did say that he like he's always really calm on the sideline and just doesn't take it all too seriously. That his, his way of approaching it is to not be too serious. And so he said when he when he got up to the, the pick, whoever was holding the ball, uh, he said, "So how are we going to celebrate this win?" That's what he said before he before he even lined up to kick the ball. Well, oh, dude, I like, like it. Dude, 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 chill out, man. Chill out. We got to get it. So, yeah. So, I guess that's that's, that's what it was. Uh, number, I don't know if he's even worth going to all these, but we've already gone halfway, more than halfway. So, number two was Ellington's run um, at Nealon that kind of, again, kind of solidified the win for us. Uh, we were no, but that was, an awesome, that was an awesome run. Yeah, the run, is just, the run is just sexy. So it, it deserves to be yeah. a play no matter what happened. It was just a very, very sexy play. Um, he, he said he, he knew – because obviously they interviewed him afterwards. He said he knew that if they scored on that play, whether it was him or somebody else, because it was not a des- designed run, there was an, an option play, that um, we knew if we, if we uh, scored, we were winning the game. Like that, It was literally a yeah. that's-the-game-winner type thing. Uh they, again, another one of those where they've been running the play all game, and another one where he's like, "I knew we had it as soon as the play like snapped." Uh, there's no way. There's no way he could have known that he was going to run the way but, he ran but, because it was so magnificent. But he right. also, also he also said, "I still don't know how we how I did it." <laughs> yeah, it's 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 exceptional. I mean, you go back and you look at that, and you're like, "This is a this is an athlete. I almost did it again." This, this right. is a program of absolute just horrible history running all over an sec team like just right this is like better this, this is better i don't i'm not i'm not gonna make another southern reference it was the strong back for that this is better right? than that that clip they have the two florida players like defending against each other yeah yeah <laughs> because it was our player that just made them miss i mean it was like they he went insane he, he i don't know what happened in his brain but like he just turned into a football god for a single play, yeah. and yeah. went off. Yes, he, 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 he broke he the the hell out of that play. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. And the final one, uh, I think you you can't have the top five plays of Georgia State history without having a win over Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. And this was Penny Hart's game winning touchdown against them. A pass from Manning. Once again, they have Manning do the little um, talk about it and. Uh, what I did, like Manning said, uh, I'm proud to say that I never lost a game to Georgia Southern. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. But I do I feel like it's true. Our, our play, our, our big play, should have come from that 34-7 win. Like that, that's where the <clears throat> top five play. If we're going to include Southern there, yeah. I mean, so sure. points in uh, Connor Manning's uh, and column that he might just be our best quarterback ever. That was some of the talk on Pether Talk. Is is he the greatest quarterback of all time for Georgia State? Or uh, is it Nick? Is Dan in the conversation? I think if Dan had finished healthy, maybe he's uh, a stronger argument. But um, what do you guys think? Who but he didn't. So you can't you can't say if he did. So who do you who do you think who do you think the best quarterback we've ever had is? I'd have to look at the stats. Really. Oh, this is yeah, the, I think off the cuff answer for stats. Go about stats. Dan, Dan is the Dan is the most fun quarterback I've ever watched at Georgia State. Maybe, maybe, maybe beyond. 
Yeah. Maybe beyond. Dan is a Dan was a lot. He was a he's a very entertaining quarterback. I agree. And I, successful at, at, at on top of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that completely. But I, I will go with you as well as saying that he was unable to finish his season at 100 percent or even 90 percent. So um, I'm not sure if if we can count him as the best. Right. What do you say, uh, Tim? I mean, I can't without stat. I'm no, just kidding. Um, I would say most talented, Dan. But what's the question? Most best quarterback. Great, goes. Best, best quarterback. Great, grace of all time. I don't know. Best. I don't know. Whatever that means to you, man. Like that. That's totally subjective, too. You Connor. Know? He won the bowl game. At the end. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arbuckle. I'm gonna go with Arbuckle. He's All exciting. Right. There was something about Arbuckle that just provided something refreshing, and maybe and if if Connor had come before Arbuckle and like done achieve what he did before Nick did, maybe I would feel differently. But after having just done so horribly for so long uh, prior to Nick, it was just. And, and Nick was the winner of that one win season or one win game, one win season against uh, Evelyn Christian. We just talked about, but there was just something about him in that second season of his that really made me, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say Nick. I'm going to say Nick <clears throat> with the caveat that if Dan was healthy, it may be Dan the entire time. I mean, I think it's Dan. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. This is going to piss you you off, um, specifically David. But um, to me, Arbuckle is is reminiscent of like a Cam Newton, where he's kind of a bigger guy and like like he's got an arm. He can he can make those throws, and it's it's beautiful when he does. But then he also like put his shoulder down and will like run like a tight end and like just plow through people. But I think we can all agree that Dan has far better fashion sense than Cam Newton. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know, man. Cam Newton uh, entertains us all with his uh, Medea outfits. Do we know where he's going? Who he's playing for next season? Uh, New, New England, I'm sure, right? I would not imagine he's going to New England whatsoever. I'm sure they love that kind of dressing in New England. New England's kind of the island for misfit toys. That right? for the team. It would be interesting to see Belichick and what he did with Cam Newton as far as like all the uh, peripheral type stuff. But, um, all right. He told Chris Paul he's a fish out of water as a free agent. Fish out of water? All right, there we go. All right. So he's not playing anywhere, apparently. There are well, – well, neither is Jameis Winston either. That's surprising. He'll find a home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they all will. They both, they both will. I don't, Cam, Cam. The whole reason you get rid of him though is because like he's he's a play away, man. He he's going to be done very soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, man, you can say the same for Jameis Winston as well. No, no. I mean, Cam Newton has taken some hits in his career. Huge hits. Yeah. yeah. He's he's going to be. He's hurt. a big boy though. He can take hits. Well, that's the problem. He's sure, a big boy. It, it, you fall. It, falling hurts worse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, there's a couple, two more things I want to talk about before we uh, close this one up. I think we're, we've gone a little long already. Yeah, so, probably. Uh, there was some we're also mis- lonely. <laughs> talk to me! There's still the last call, and there's still the restroom between now and then. So, yeah, I got to pee. Uh, so, came out today, there will be a 
hour long documentary coming out at the end of the month, uh, 10 years of football at Georgia state, uh, our city, our time. Um, actually, you know what? It comes out April 23rd. Is that, is that the same day as the draft? It's coming out the same day as the NFL draft. Sounds like a Georgia state thing. Yeah. It feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they put out the first chapter about 12 minutes of it out, uh, earlier today. I got a chance to watch it. Did either of you, Ryan, you, I watched it. you did watch it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. It was a little teaser, right? I mean, you just get like the start. Right. You didn't really get the start start. You get like the pre-start. Right? I think it was very high production value. I definitely was into it from the very beginning. I did learn a few things that I either didn't know or already killed the brain cells that learned that prior to. I thought it was really good. Um, Is it Mark Hogan playing on a field with hornets and broken glass? Uh, yes. So that the uh, well the the yellow the jackets the field yellow jackets yeah, yeah? all point. right nice yeah. yeah does he is he magnanimous magnanimous magnet nope can't do it <laughs> just can't do that word apparently not magnanimous magna whatever the hell Bill Curry always said magnanimous <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah, I think, I think, stop I think, me <laughs> I think uh, leave that one alone right now Pick this kill it. <laughs> Well, one thing I thought was weird before the <laughs> before the preview came out or the first shipper came out, you got to register that you want to watch it because they're going to stream it live on this April twenty third. I don't know if they're trying to figure out which streaming package they need to buy, like how many people right. are watching it or something. But I think it may be cool <laughs> when it comes out that maybe we do either an open Zoom call or uh, just get a, a chat opened up. We can all live chat during the whole thing while we watch it together. That could be kind yeah. of fun. I don't know. I'll they should do it on Zoom. They can have some, some porn play. <laughs> you really want porn Jesus. play? Jesus. Don't you? <laughs> God, Tim. Why don't you just hack the podcast? <laughs> Ooh, good idea. Uh, but uh, I don't want to do any spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen the first chapter. Um, I thought maybe we, we may even do a, cha- a chapter breakdown later on in the offseason. Watch each little chapter and do something. I don't know. thought even maybe. cool. Maybe even yeah. once this whole thing is over with, maybe I'll everybody get everybody together and play it at some bar where we can all get together and watch it and listen and everything is well socialized. Uh, but there was some cool stuff. Uh, I didn't realize that Bill Curry's wife had a PhD from Georgia State. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, kind of cool. It, the, whole, the whole chapter is about just like getting the, the ready for having football and the whole patent not wanting to have it and the pressure to start it. And apparently Curry was even involved before, before he was coached, before Dan Reeves was involved, he was still on the, on the radar for being involved. One yeah, thing, but it's cool that Dan Reeves was involved too, you know, that's, a, that, that's, that's a cool. Well, which is a total fluke. It was literally uh, an assistant to um, Patton was at a uh, barber when Dan Reeves walked in and they got talking about it there. So uh, that is a spoiler, I guess. Um, but uh, what did I have to say? Uh, the one thing that I guess I would have liked about it a lot better is so this whole episode is about that building the program. And the next episode is about the first game slash the first season. The, this episode should have ended with the players taking the field at the Georgia Dome and just like running out a hard cut. Yeah, a hard cut of the players running out and then kind of. But I think they're doing this as an hour long episode. Uh, hour long movie not a series of six different chapters even though they broke it up that way 
So I don't know. Maybe it doesn't play well to that once you see everything else. But I thought that would be a way big cliffhanger for the whole thing. But you see the players running out and everyone crazy in the crowds and everything. Yeah, I thought one of the interesting things that probably needs to get fact-checked was apparently we have the most Fortune 500 CEOs with tech and Georgia combined. We well, still have more. They're, they're, they're doers. They're not innovators. You know, tech's a bunch of like uh, nerdy engineers sitting in, the, in some basement in Houston. Figuring Playing out, board games. F- figuring out how to tell if there's a piece of zinc in this Mars rock or something. And Georgia's, I don't, I don't know what they do over there. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of the things they said. I drink, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but out of Georgia, Georgia State has the most number of uh, Fortune 500 CEOs. Well, I mean, our our MBA program, specifically, like you know, post grad, is is one of the top in the nation, especially bang for your buck. Yeah, I wonder if you uh, take out any Georgia State CEO that has their undergrad from Georgia or Georgia Tech, and how it looks then. It's different, yeah. Uh, but they they have the chapters listed. There's six chapters. So the first one was obviously uh, before there was football. Then there's um. Chapter two, first game, first season. Chapter three, validation, which I'm assuming is going to be immediately following and just saying, see, you can't have football. And then chapter four goes straight to home. It's a picture of Georgia State Stadium. So they go from the end of that first season, skip counting years, and go to, look, we have a new home. It's probably the right way to go about it. Fair. Nothing yeah. happened. Nothing to see here. Yeah, yeah. And then, then what if we're going to get some sweet Foo Fighters action? I don't know because uh, they go straight from that to effectively wrapping the whole thing up. Uh, chapter five is Panther Prose, uh, and they've got a, on the website they got a picture of Albert Wilson. But you know that's going to be nothing but just a Will Lutz just the entire on repeat. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's good about Will Lutz is um, he's he's really stayed connected to the program in a way that others haven't. I mean, I've seen Albert Wilson at at um, events, and that's really good. And I've seen him like you know make make posts on social media and stuff like that. But it really feels like Will Lutz is is trying to stay connected and well, is like Will, a Panther. Isn't Will here from here? He's from- I don't know. I think he's from here, and Albert's from Florida, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But so, like, when Will gets home, he comes here. <laughs> right. Yeah, he does have stupid house and stupid Louisiana and stupid New Orleans. But, uh, and then chapter six, the final chapter, is called The Future. Because there's not much further away to go than up from here, so... What do you talk about? Like, are we going to get some insight, you think? I can't imagine there'll be any insight whatsoever at all. They're like AAC. Yeah. But, hey, by the time April 23rd goes around, maybe there won't be an AAC. <laughs> we hated that would be weird. Our, ACC. Our, goal, our goal is now like dissolved. <laughs> Just still have football. That's all you want. Yeah. Speaking of football, for one stat of the week, hey, well, how many days until college football? Maybe. Tim, and that's your stat score, right? Kicks off. We're at one. Wait, how? What? How can you put a number on that right now? Well, when it's scheduled, until well, until we're told otherwise, it's scheduled. Until Google doesn't do it, it's a real stat. Okay. Uh, one hundred forty-four okay. days. All right, one forty-four. I predict it'll be seven days less next time we talk. <coughs> All right, the next, the next. Wait, answer. but how many games have we shot three pointers? 
uh, in a row. And yeah, whatever it was. Where, where are we at with that? <laughs> we're, we're, we're over and done with that for now. Uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to find out whether we continue that stat or not next season. All right, one last thing before we close out and head to the last call. Uh, I'm going to throw this one back to Tim again uh, because you brought it up and I had no idea what it was. And so I want TBT. you to, Yes, I want you to explain it for everybody uh, what it is and why we should care and what we got to do to support it. All you need to know is that it's former Panther basketball players what playing is, in a what, what is former Panther basketball players? 2015, 17, 19 former players. We don't know all the players yet. So there's a tournament. It's going to be a tournament. It's a basketball tournament coming up this year, hopefully. Maybe. We don't know. And there are a variety of teams playing in it. 60, 64 teams, but not everyone ever, not everyone that applies gets in. Right. So, that, so that, need, that's where the listeners and the fans need to come into play. They need fan support to show that people actually care about the team. Right? Wait a minute. So, so it's only three players though, right? So are they on a team with other players? No, no, this, this oh, I'll let you go, Tim. No, no, it's, 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 I mean, it's a full team of players. Of Georgia um, State players. Of Georgia State players only. I thought it was just three of us. Okay, all right. No, there's another tournament. I know what you're thinking. There's another tournament like that with three players. This is a $2 million winner-take-all tournament. Um, I think more- I'm more confused now than I was. <laughs> so, there's this, <laughs> so there's this tournament, and you've got a bunch of, of former college players and former NBA players who uh, register to play for it, and it's based off of fan support on how, whether they get in or not. And so we It's have, not just the players, it's the team? So we have on... There is a team comprised of... Basketball former, alumni. Former Georgia State basketball players. It doesn't have to be all Georgia State basketball players, but they have chosen to all play together. And so it's some of the legends of the past uh, several years. Uh, you said 2015 through 2019? 2015, 2018, and 2019. Yeah. And so they're coming together to play. They need some people to register and show their support for the team. Yep. And I think one clever thing with the marketing strategy of, of this tournament is you register as a fan of a certain team. If that team wins the whole thing, as a fan, you get paid. You, you do. Get paid. Not a lot. Do. No. I mean, right now there's 63 supporters for the Panther family, Georgia State alumni team. Right. So the fan share is $3,175. Yeah, it's like 50 bucks a piece or something like that. Yeah, but, you know. So I just, just, I just pulled team. it up and it says, uh, so Panther family is, is the team, right? Right. Yeah. I, I think I uh, only by, see. By the way, uh, Connor Manning, Panther family. Go ahead. I, I only see Ryan Green. The players aren't fully announced yet. What? So what is this thing, man? That's so confusing. It is a little confusing for the website, I agree. But it's basically just think about it this way. There's going to be a private basketball tournament going on. It'll be comprised of several Georgia State players. And they'll be playing for a $2 million um, kitty. All right. Basically. It yeah. ends in Dayton, Ohio. Don't know why. And it's usually funded by a current NBA player. So... Yeah, so that's something that, that's cool that we need to check out and hopefully support. Uh, I haven't. I just want sports. Thetournament.com. <laughs> what a great yep. domain to have, too. Like, the tournament. That could be anything. That could be cornhole. Just yeah. thetournament.com. But no, it's this basketball tournament. So, 
All right, guys. Uh, then we can go ahead and close this one out for this week and head into last call. You got anything else before we do that? No, I got to pee. I'm pretty happy this is going to be over. Oh, yeah, me too. My, my legs are shaking. <laughs> I'm fine. Right, well, thank, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to Ryan. Thank you for Tim for being here. Uh, check out Last Call on Patreon uh, for our final drunken and unfiltered thoughts of the week where anything goes. Um, available now to all Patreon members and available for free on Friday. Uh, to everyone else, just go to patreon.com slash stateofatlanta. Uh, talk to y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.